Hello, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm being glad and I am rejoicing in it. And it's my prayer that you are as well. Wherever you are, I hope that you're warm and safe. We're having our first winter snowstorm here in Virginia for 2019. And it's my prayer that this is the first and the last snowstorm we have on the weekend. I tell you, I do not like missing uh, our Sunday worship encounters where we can all be together uh, in the, with like precious faith, worshiping and praising the, the Lord together. But with modern technology, I'm still able to come to you via live stream uh, from my home, praise God, and still share with you the living word of God. Well, praise the Lord. Anyone else expecting great things uh, on today? I tell you what, we are in an exciting season here at FCCI. I've said this many times before that we're in the season of our greatest receiving of our lives. I'm telling you, God has saturated the atmosphere with his presence and your expectation should be turned on but not just on, but it should be high in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Can we just give the Lord a praise one good time on today? Praise the Lord. Well, listen, I'm excited that you've taken the time to tune in to this live stream on today. And I want to pray and get right into the word uh, on today. If you're watching this with someone else uh, next to you, just high five them and say, hey, Let's get into this word. Let's get into this word. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I do thank you for the living word of God. I thank you that the word of God is powerful. It's alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that the word has the ability to divide asunder between soul and spirit. Father, I do thank you that the word of God is incorruptible seed. And this word is our victory in seed form. So I pray now that you give me a now word to speak to your people on today. And Father, I thank you that the people's hearts are open, ready to hear, receive, and then do the living word of God. So it is my expectation and it is my prayer today that there will be transformed lives through the hearing of the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Listen, 2019, we've declared as the year of enjoyment. The Lord spoke that to me during 2018 uh, so that I could be ready to release that word uh, for 2019. And so the scripture that he gave me to use for this year is John chapter number 10, verse number 10 out of the Amplified Translation, out of the Amplified Translation. So I'm going to read that to you now. John chapter 10, verse 10, Amplified says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Listen at that. The Bible says the thief, the enemy, the devil, Satan himself, only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, the two primary things that the enemy wants to steal from us is the word of God, and our faith. I'll say that again, the word of God and our faith. See, if he can steal the word from us, then really he's already have our faith as well because faith, our faith is because of the word. 
but he wants to steal the word in our faith because the word of God is the seed that we need for our victory. And the Bible says that faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So in essence, if he can steal the word and steal our faith, he can steal all victory and all manifestation from our lives. But let me go ahead and declare uh, over you today, it's not going to happen to you. Praise God. It's not going to happen to me. We are not going to allow the enemy to steal anything else from us in Jesus' name. But see, he starts with stealing because he has to steal something from you in order to then move in and kill something or destroy something in your life. But we're putting a stop to that today in Jesus' name. The verse continues, and this is the exciting part of it. Jesus said, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Listen at that. Jesus says, I came that you may, you and I may have and enjoy life. Can you say that with me this morning? Enjoy life. That's right. Jesus came and died and rose again so that we can have and enjoy life. This is exactly where this year of enjoyment comes out of. And it's, and it's my expectation that we begin to enjoy life. Praise God. Now, this word is twofold. First of all, it is so that we can renew our joy. We can renew our joy. And secondly, it's going to be a year of having. The word enjoy means to have. See, many of us are believing God for things and have been believing God for things. And I believe that it's this year that those things will become manifested in our lives. Yes, we have them by faith. Yes, we have them in the spirit, but it's time for us to have them in manifestation so that we can utilize them in our lives. Praise the Lord. And so God wants us to have overflow. Jesus came that we can have overflow, and it's time for us to experience that now in Jesus' name. Shout, it's my time. I didn't hear you. I said, shout, it's my time. Praise the Lord. I encourage you with some things on last week as we uh, met together uh, out of Matthew chapter number nine, Matthew nine, which talks about two blind men coming to Jesus and uh, asking him to help them. He says, son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus then turned and asked them a very important question. And the question was, do you believe that I am able to do this? That's the question that Jesus asked the two blind men. Do you believe that I am able to do this? To do what? To help them with their sight. They responded, yes. And as Jesus was touching their eyes, the Bible tells us in Matthew 9 that Jesus says, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, being unto you. Now listen to that. He asked them a question. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And then he says, according to your faith, be it unto you. Now I encourage you on last week and say it, that the degree of enjoyment that you're going to have in this year, 2019, is going to be according to your faith. That's right. According to your faith, not according to my faith, not according to Jesus's faith, 
not according to anybody else's faith. Listen to this. It's not even according to your educational level. It's not even according to your current job position. It's not even according to who's in government right now. It's not even according to the amount of money you have right now. It is not according to any of those things. Jesus says, if you're going to receive, it's going to be according to your faith. Praise the Lord. So listen, folks, you can have the kind of year that you believe you can have. Oh, I like that. You can have the kind of year that you can believe you can have. This is independent of anything else. According to your faith, be it unto you. Another place Jesus says that all things are possible to them that believe. So folks, it does not have to be another year of struggle. It does not have to be another year of, oh, I wish it was over. It could be a complete year of enjoyment. Glory to God. And I want to encourage you. And I told you last week uh, that I'm going to be pushing you. I'm going to be challenging you because it's your time. It's our time to go to the next level in God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I want to share uh, uh, some more things regarding this year of enjoyment, but I want to launch a new series today. Now, I could have waited until we got back together uh, on next weekend uh, all, all together in the uh, at the building. But hey, I believe this is a now word from God. And so I want to launch a new series today simply entitled The Joy of the Lord. The Joy of the Lord. Now, if this is going to be a year where we renew our joy, then I think it's just uh, I think it's fitting that I teach on it because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so you cannot have faith for something that you haven't heard about. You understand that? You cannot have faith for something that you haven't heard about. So if you haven't heard or you haven't yeah, haven't heard or understand what joy is, how can you have faith for it? Praise the Lord. It is my desire that you gain a new revelation of joy throughout this series that will cause you to experience joy unspeakable and full of glory. <laughs> joy unspeakable and full of joy, uh, full, uh, full of glory. That the joy of God that's resident on the inside of you will just come alive in you, that you may experience it not just inwardly, but experience it outwardly that you may rub off on someone else that they can experience joy as well. Now, you should have known that we're leading up to this if you've been around uh, FCCI for the past couple of uh, months as I, we've been doing some things intentional to lead up to this, uh, this discussion about the joy of the Lord. If you're with us on our Christmas celebration, it was called Joy to the World Christmas Celebration, our New Year's Eve celebration. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Our year of enjoyment. Uh, and then also our 21 days of prayer. It, our theme is I've got joy. And so it is uh, the heart of God that we not only enjoy life, but we do it with joy. As you can see, it is intentional that we are stirring up the joy that we have. Now, I don't know about you, you may have or may not have 
uh, enjoyed Kool-Aid coming up or you might not even know what Kool-Aid is. But Kool-Aid is a drink that comes in a, a flavor packet. You add, you put that in water and then you have to add sugar to it. But that was a key thing that had to take place in order for that Kool-Aid to be sweet like it was supposed to. Now, you have a, a pitcher of water, you put your flavor packet in there, Kool-Aid, and then you add your sugar. But if you don't stir it up, <laughs> hear what I'm saying? If you don't stir it up, if you don't mix the sugar in throughout the, the, the water and flavor packet uh, combination, then that Kool-Aid is going to be bitter. It is not going to be the way it's designed. So you have to take a, a, a spoon, a, a, a long spoon or, or something. Sometimes people even use their hand. I, I don't recommend that. But take a long spoon and stir it up, praise the Lord. And so I believe that Holy Spirit, through this word, through this series, joy to uh, the joy of the Lord, is going to stir up, praise God, the joy of the Lord that's on the inside of you, that you not only be a carrier of the joy, but you experience joy in your life. Amen. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, many in the body of Christ is not experiencing this joy. And I believe that joy is at an all-time low, not only in the world, but also in the body of Christ. It, it, it appears that those, those that I've encountered that are saved are not experiencing the joy that I know that comes out of a life with Christ. And sometimes that comes because uh, religion comes in, a lot of do's and don'ts, but Jesus never taught about religion. Jesus always taught about relationship. And see, when you get to know someone and begin to uh, find out uh, what they offer and what they can add to your life, like Jesus, you can begin to enjoy that relationship uh, that much more. And so many have allowed world news, um, economic uncertainty, life situations, delays, denials, disappointments to overshadow what they possess as a child of God. Oh man, listen, this is not my lesson, but I want to encourage you, take some time and go through the scripture and find out what the word says about you. Praise the Lord. Now the book of Psalms is full of encouragements to rejoice, encouragements to praise God, encouragements to worship God, encouragements to uh, to shout praise the Lord. Uh, it's full of it, yet we still find ourselves in churches all across the nation, all across the world, sometimes being cheerleaders versus worship leaders. Hear that? Cheerleaders versus worship leaders. No, you... You should not have to have someone cheer you up. Listen to me. Now I know that I know that that people go through things, but based upon this word I've been studying and based upon this word I'm gonna share, I don't believe that we should be in a position to cheer you up. We should be in the position to lead you in worship. Praise God. It's a much different than that. Listen to this in Psalms 100, verse number four. In the New King James, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. The Bible says, be thank thankful to him 
and bless his name. Oh, I'll read that again. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Praise God. Listen, folks, this is how we should start. <laughs> this is how we should start our worship services. This is how we should start our days. This is how we should start our prayer time. This is how we should start our encounters with God. He says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. That means you come in with it and then enter his courts with praise. That means you're coming into his presence with thanksgiving and praise already in your heart. Praise God. This is a place that we should start and not finish. Praise God. Now, if joy is at an all-time low, as I mentioned, what then is prevalent amongst the body of Christ? And I'm, and I'm sad to say, you're going to get a kick out of that in a minute. I'm sad to say that I believe that sadness is prevalent throughout the body of Christ. People are not excited about God like they should be. People are not excited about worship like they should be. People are not excited about uh, serving God and, and, and living for God like they should. Unfortunately, because of a lack of things and because of things entering in, people have allowed circumstances and situations to get them down or cause them to be sad. All right. Now, it is not my intent to leave you in that place. All right. I'm just talking about it to get us uh, in a position to hear this word afresh and anew because I believe many people need to hear this. Many people need to hear about the joy of the Lord. Praise God. And we're going to talk about that. But let me, first of all, just kind of unpack this sadness thing just for a moment. Again, this is not uh, the main subject. I just want to use this uh, to, to, uh, to really enhance what we're talking about when we get into uh, discussion about the joy of the Lord. But um, the sadness piece, I want to just discuss just for a few moments the dangers of sadness, the dangers of sadness. Listen, folks, sadness leads to, number one, spiritual laziness, spiritual laziness, all right? Sadness zaps you of excitement, as I, I just mentioned. It ends up in fatigue, uh, being sluggish, and just simply going through the motions. But the book of Proverbs tells us that a strong spirit will sustain a man in his infirmity. All right? So we got to be aware that the enemy wants us to focus on what's not working, um, what hurts in your body, what you can't pay for, who doesn't like you, uh, who's talking about you, uh, who's trying to uh, take you for granted or get over on you or treat you bad. He wants you to focus on those things because he wants to zap you, zap you of your spiritual uh, energy, your spiritual uh, wherewithal, your spiritual stamina. That's what I'm looking for. Praise God. And so sadness leads to spiritual laziness. Number two, sadness leads to bad moods. That's right. I said it. Bad moods. All right. We could, let's stop putting 
excusing our bad moods by saying it's early in the morning or uh, if 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 they had did this differently, then I wouldn't, you know, my mood wouldn't have been affected. No, we got to understand that sadness leads to or gives way to bad moods. Now, bad moods manifest in many different ways, like anger, uh, bitterness, impatience, rudeness, jealousy, irritation and a lack of generosity, all right? So bad moods uh, manifests itself in many different forms, and so it all ties, it all goes back to having a bad mood, and bad moods comes out of this sense of sadness, all right? So we got to be careful about that. Number three, sadness leads to fear, okay? Sadness leads to fear, and fear is a, the direct enemy of faith, all right? Fear is the direct enemy to faith. Fear comes to paralyze you and fear comes to override your belief and override your confidence in God. All right. So we have to we have to make sure that we steer uh, clear of fear. <laughs> Say that three times quickly. Steer fear. Steer clear from fear. See what I'm talking about? Steer clear from fear. All right, now you say it. Steer clear from fear. We have to make sure we do that. But sadness opens the door to fear. All right? And we got to make sure that we resist fear at all costs. Do not play around with it. Do not carry it for a day or two. No, when you feel that fear rising up, you got to cast it out. In Jesus' name, the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear. So it's not okay to fear. God wants us to believe. Praise God. He wants us to have faith. But sadness then will open the door to fear. All right, number four, sadness opens the door or leads to self-pity. To self-pity. Uh, embracing a victim mentality. All right? Now, I'm, I'm not... I'm not making light of if you've had situations in your life where people have, have done you wrong. I'm not making light of that. But you can overcome, and you will overcome in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible calls you more than a conqueror. Come on, somebody. Come on. So we got to make sure that we don't allow those situations and circumstances could have been in our control or out of our control and to... Uh, have us develop this victim mentality or have become pity or have some pity for ourselves. No, sadness opens the door to that and we got to close that door in Jesus name. And then number five, sadness opens the door to falling in more temptations. All right. See, when, when sadness comes, fear comes in, self-pity comes in, bad moods come in, spiritual laziness comes in. What's all happening? Your guard is being let down, okay? Every day you live in sadness, every day, every week you live in sadness, your, your guards are being let down, okay? So when your guards are being let down, now it's more, you're more prone to falling when the devil presents you opportunities to be tempted, all right? Remember what I just said. Proverbs says a strong spirit sustains a man 
and his infirmity. All right. So when you have yourself built up on the inside and then sadness comes to knock against the door, then you can make sure you don't answer that and just say return the sender because your spirit man is strong enough to withstand that. But when it's not, then and you allow sadness to come in and your guard begins to be let down, then all of a sudden temptations are coming from left and right and uh, top to bottom and you're, you're more uh, prone to fall to those things when you are experiencing sadness, all right? So again, I don't want to major on that, but I want everyone to be aware of that because it's a trick of the enemy, it's a ploy of the enemy to get you to be out of position to receive what God has for you in your life. And so I believe that beginning today, praise God, beginning in this moment, praise God, that that, that sadness is done in your life in Jesus' name. Shout, uh, sad days are over. I said shout it, sad days are over for me in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. So now, let's get over and start talking about this joy of the Lord. I am so excited about uh, being able to share this with you, and I believe it's going to bless your life. So, what is joy? What is joy? Now, you've heard me say this uh, several times before, that the power to define is the power to fulfill. The power to define is the power to fulfill. So, if you can't define something, then it's almost impossible to fulfill it. Now, it's not just talking about joy. Even in my case, uh, I had to learn what husband was. Why? Because I had to be able to define it before I could fulfill it. All right. See, we just can't go on things that we think are right. We need to get some right information and some truth, especially from God's word, so that we can know it's right instead of think it's right. You cannot make good decisions on bad information. And listen to this, folks. You can, you can think that bad information is right if you don't do your due diligence and check it out. Yeah, I, I, I know I picked up some things uh, from uh, a teenager and a, and a young man that uh, the information came um, from my family. And I realized a few years later that was that was wrong and i was living with that information thinking it was right but yet it was wrong and so you got to do some due diligence that's why i love to provide scripture for you when i teach because i want you to be able to go back and check it out and make sure that what i'm saying it comes right from the word of god and it's not just somebody's opinion amen so the power to define is the power to fulfill so what is joy okay what is joy now let's take some time to, uh, to walk through this uh, on today. Number one, or letter A, these are not in terms of uh, order of importance. It's just uh, I like to lay these out like this so as you're taking notes, you can kind of list them uh, the way uh, that, I'm, that I'm laying them out, okay? So letter A, what is joy? First of all, joy is not an emotion, okay? Joy is not an emotion emotion okay now emotion is another word for feeling okay so joy is not an emotion or feeling listen to this folks but joy is a force that's right i said it joy is a force praise god so 
uh, Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 22 and 23 in, New, in, in the New King James Version says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Verse 23 picks up and says, gentleness, self-control, and listen to this, against such there is no law. All right? So now the Bible here lists nine fruits of the Spirit that when you gave your life to Jesus and became born again, the these these fruits were deposited into your new born again human spirit all right so as of today if you're a child of god listen to me you have love as a child of god you have joy <laughs> as a child of god you have peace you have long suffering you have kindness you have goodness you have faithfulness you have gentleness and you have self-control you have it right now as a child of god you have those things right now but they might not be in use right now but you have them right now all right that's why you should never ever pray for patience you ever heard somebody say i need to i need some more patience so i'm gonna pray for patience no you don't have to pray for something that you already have what do you need to do you need to use your patience all right. You need to exercise it. You need to uh, release it. Praise God. You need to put it to work for you. Amen. But you already have it. You follow what I'm saying? Praise God. So if you already have these things, then there's no need to pray for them. So the, the end of uh, the last part of verse 23 says against such there is no law against such there is no law. Now, what that means is that nothing can oppose this. Praise God. Nothing can oppose love, oppose love. Nothing can oppose joy. Nothing can oppose long suffering, etc., uh, etc. Et Nothing can oppose these fruits. Praise God. Against such there is no law. So if nothing can oppose it, then it must be a force. <laughs> Praise God. So it, 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 it's, it's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's a force. It, it When you put it in practice the way you're supposed to put it in practice, nothing can withstand it. Praise God. Now, all nine fruits of the Spirit are forces. Listen to this. When, when put in practice, it cannot be stopped. Did you hear that? It cannot be stopped. So, if you allow joy then to be released to or reduced to rather, a emotion then really what you do is you take the power out of it okay you remember uh, I think it was Tina Turner had a song some years ago you know what's love got to do with it okay got to do with it what's love but a secondhand emotion listen to this the love she's talking about is not the love of God okay now the love she was talking about was a feeling, but it wasn't the love that God gave you and me when we got born again. You hear what I'm saying? Now, the love she was talking about might be a secondhand emotion, but the love of God is a force because the Bible tells us in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it says that love never fails. 
All right. So now if love is a secondhand emotion, like Tina Turner said, then it's going to fail sometimes. All right. But the love of God never fails because it's a force. All right. So now if the love of God is a force, then joy must be a force. All right. Faith is also another uh, fruit of the spirit. And the Bible says that faith is the victory. OK, that overcomes the world. So in other words, faith can't be stopped. Praise God. So now if faith can't be stopped, then it must be a force. So now if love is a force because it never fails and faith is a force because it always overcomes and it's in the same grouping as joy, then joy also must be a force. Say that today. Joy is a force. The joy of the Lord is a force. So don't reduce joy down to an emotion or a feeling. Make sure you keep it in its proper uh, perspective. It's a force. It cannot be opposed. Praise God. Amen. 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 Now, uh, secondly, or letter B, listen to this, joy and happiness are not the same. Okay. Joy and happiness are not the same. So again, happiness is an emotion. It's a feeling. Okay. We feel happy. Now, when you break it down and look at it real closely, I thought I found this very interesting when I, when I looked at this, that happiness and the word happen, H-A-P-P-N-E-N, the word happiness and happen has the same root. All right. Has the same root. So now I believe that happiness is connected to what's happening. Okay, <laughs> let me say that again. That happiness is connected to what's happening. So then if something good is happening, then people are probably happy or experiencing happiness. But now what happens when things are not happening good? What happens when things bad happen? Guess what? People are not so happy or people are not experiencing happiness. Why? Because happiness is an emotion. It ebbs and flows. It goes up and down. It's there one moment and it may be gone the next, depending upon what's happening around you. No, joy is nothing like that. The joy of the Lord, again, is a force and is not the same thing as happiness praise god amen so on the other hand joy is not moved hear me now joy is not moved by what's happening no i have joy amen because it's been given to me by almighty god as a matter of fact joy listen to this folks as a matter of fact joy does its best work under pressure <laughs> glory to god joy does its best work in the face of difficulty that's right See, when, when, when things are well, joy doesn't have to work that hard. Okay, You don't have to release much joy when things are going well because you're, you're happy. Okay, <laughs> you, You're feeling happy. But now what happens when that happiness goes out the window or goes out the door or is stomped on by somebody else? What happens? You still have joy. Praise God. And joy does its best work in the face of difficulty. When you don't have the emotion of happiness, that's when joy steps up as a force and say, don't worry about it. You still have me. I'm still here. I'm still working on your behalf. Praise God. Joy 
Amen. Is a force and it does its best work in the face of difficulty. Amen. Praise God. Number three, or letter C, listen to this. Joy is not based on circumstances. All right. Joy is not based on circumstances. Joy then is based on the word of God. That's right. Joy is based on the word of God. Let me show you this in the scripture. John chapter 15, verse number 11. John chapter 15, verse number 11 says, These things, Jesus talking, have I spoken to you. What's coming forth? The word of God. Why? Because Jesus only said what he heard his father say. So whenever Jesus spoke, he spoke the word of God. Okay? And, and scripture tells us that he was the word. So what else is he going to speak? but the word of God, okay? So these things have I spoken to you, listen to this, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Oh, I like that. Jesus says, I'm saying these things to you or I'm giving you the word that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be in its fullness, okay? So again, joy is not, looking for circumstances or looking for situations to feed it or to provide its foundation, joy is based on the word, okay? So as long as you have the word of God, you can have joy in any situation. Hey, if, you, if you're experiencing a, a physical challenge right now, guess what the word says with his stripes, you were healed. The word says that he sent his word and healed you. Praise God. So now, because I have that word, even though I'm facing a difficult situation or a challenge in my physical body, that word can still cause me to have joy. And even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of discomfort, even in the midst of a bad report from the doctor, I can still rejoice because my joy is being fed by the word and not my circumstance. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying today? Praise God. So this joy of the Lord is so important uh, when it comes to us being able to stand in the face of difficulty, being able to stand when things are not the way we're, we're desiring them to be, but we can stand because we have joy until it turns around until it changes, until what we believe God for manifests. Praise the Lord. So joy is not based on circumstances. Joy is based on the word of God. All right. Then letter D or number four, listen to this. Joy undergirds your faith. Okay. Or joy undergirds faith. See, joy and faith work well together. Joy and faith hang out together. Joy and faith are, are, are connected, praise God. Because uh, the Bible talks about Abraham that he, will, he became fully persuaded that what God has promised he was able to do. And he says he was strong in faith. Listen to this, giving glory to God. All right. Now, how was he able to give glory to God? Because of the joy that he possessed. And see, that joy was able to help him believe God because he had to stand for 25 years 
to get his uh, promised child Isaac. So it wasn't it wasn't two and a half minutes. It wasn't two and a half days. This man stood for 25 years, and the Bible says that he came, became fully persuaded, strong in faith, and he gave glory to God. That being that giving glory to God is an indication that he was walking in joy. Praise God. And so now joy adds to your faith, undergirds your faith. It doesn't, joy doesn't give you faith, but it helps your faith out. It assists you in your faith walk because it helps you be able to uh, be uh, brightened up, praise God, and, and rejoice in, in the face of, of challenges and rejoice while you're waiting on uh, the things of God. Praise the name of Jesus. Are y'all whipping today? Glory to God. So joy and faith work together. Now, the book of Philippians was written by the Apostle Paul. Now, they say that Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the uh, Church of Philippi while he, while he was in jail and while he was facing almost certain death. All right. So now the book of, of Philippians comes from Paul, but he's locked up probably on death row if, if they had that any kind of thing like that uh, in that day. He was probably awaiting uh, being put to death. All right. But most theologian, theologian, theologians say that the book of Philippians is or can be referred to as the book of joy. Listen to that. Paul is in jail. Paul is facing death. And he writes a letter that people call the book of joy. Now, we know Paul could handle um, difficult situations because in the book of Acts, the Bible says Paul and Silas uh, were chained in the in the most uh, the deepest part of the prison, uh, hands and feet um, locked up or, or in stocks or whatever it was. Uh, but the Bible says at midnight. <laughs> At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises. So we know that Paul had uh, was able to handle any situation that was put before him. But the point I'm getting at is that he's sitting in jail, facing death, and he pins a letter to the Philippians that many theologians say is the book of joy. All right, I want you to catch that. Now look at this. In Philippians chapter 1, Verse number 23, look at these, listen to these verses. It says, just talking about Paul, Paul says, for I am hard pressed between the two, okay? Having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. So here's Paul in jail, writing to the Philippians, said, listen, I, I'm, in, I'm, in a, I'm, I'm in between here. I have a desire to get out of here and go be with Christ. All right, which is far better. Okay, then verse 24 says, nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. Boy, Paul had a heart for the people of God. He says, man, I can get out of here and be with Christ, which is far better than hanging out down here. But for me to remain in the flesh, for me to remain alive is better for you. Wow. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> then verse 25 says, And being confident, Paul talking, and being confident of this, 
I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy and faith. Oh man, that is incredible. Verse 25 says, and being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. Okay, so Paul here says, listen, I, I'm in between two decisions. I can go with Christ, which is better. Or I can stay with you, which is better for you. Going with Christ is better for me, but staying with you is better for you. <laughs> better for you. So Paul now decides, listen, he says, but I'm confident that if I stay with you, <laughs> I'm confident that if I stay with you, that I will continue with you all to help you with you in your progress moving forward and also your joy in faith. Now, the Amplified Translation says it a little differently, that last part. It says it's benefit, beneficial for your joy in believing. So Paul decided to hang around to help the people progress or move forward and to continue to have joy while they believe God. Amen. See, the life of faith is or should be, and it is, an exciting lifestyle, all right? Because when you trust God and when you believe God, boy, I tell you what, God, God shows up and shows out, and it's exciting. I mean, I'm getting up every day now just wondering, okay, what is God going to do today? Or what is going to manifest today? I am so excited about, man, just the, just the expectation of something good happening. Praise God. And the life of faith should be an exciting lifestyle. It shouldn't be a mundane, uh, a hard, uh, man, just tough life. No, it should be a life full of joy and excitement. And Paul says, listen, folks, I'm going to stay with you to help you progress. And I'm going to stay with you so that you can have some joy in your believing, man. You should be in joy as you believe God for all of your needs to be met. You should have some joy as you believe God for your body to be healed. You should have some joy as you believe God for that promotion. Believe God for that new house. Believe God for uh, blessing someone that you've been wanting to bless for a long time. You should have joy in that, man. I have, jo I have the joy of the Lord as I'm believing God for his promises in my life. Amen, somebody. Praise God. So, and then number five, uh, or letter E, as we're talking about what is joy, listen to this. Joy is meant to be a constant in your life. Joy is meant to be a constant in your life. Joy, your life should not be ups and downs. You, you need to get off the roller coaster of life, sometimes up, sometimes down. That is not what God intended when he released joy into our life. No, joy is meant to be a constant in our life. Listen, everything we receive from God is static. It doesn't change. It doesn't ebb and flow. It doesn't fluctuate. It doesn't go in and out, uh, up and down. No, everything God, uh, everything we receive from God uh, is, is, is constant. It's static. It's, uh, it's the same, praise God. The Bible says he, God, is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So therefore, everything he gives us and everything we receive from him, from him 
it should be constant and the same as well. So when he released joy into your life, he released joy in my life at the born again experience. His intent was that we remain in joy all of our days. That's right. Remain in joy all of our days. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we want to make sure that we understand that joy is meant to be a constant in our life. Praise God. Now listen to this. Philippians chapter number four, verse number four says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. <laughs> Paul says, coming from the book of joy, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, in case you didn't get it the first time, again, I say rejoice. Amen. So that just proves the fact that God wants us to have joy constantly and consistently flowing in our lives. Amen. So as we talked about what is joy, we got to remember that joy, first of all, is not a feeling or an emotion. It's a force. Okay. Joy and happiness are not the same. Joy is not based on circumstances, but yet it's based upon the word of God. Joy undergirds your faith. And then number five, joy should be a constant in your life. Now, I said all of that to come to our working definition of what joy is. OK, so we're going to use this as our working definition as we work our way through this series entitled The Joy of the Lord. And I'm just laying a, a, a real brief, a real brief foundation for it today. And I'm telling you, we're going to really get into it uh, starting next week as we uh, when we come back together. But I just wanted to lay some things out uh, with you on today. But here's our working definition for the joy of the Lord. OK, the joy of the Lord is a spiritual force of strength that flourishes best when times are strenuous, daunting and tough. All right. Listen to that. The joy of the Lord is a spiritual force of strength that flourishes best when times are strenuous, daunting and tough. Oh, I like that. Praise God. So, friend, listen, it does not matter what you're facing. It does not matter what you have faced, it does not matter what you're going through. You have the joy of the Lord. And listen, I didn't get into it today, but we'll get into it next time. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Say that with me today. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is a spiritual force of strength that flourishes best when times are strenuous, daunting, and tough. Amen. 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 Now, I believe that, that this word today has been an encouragement to you. And listen, I want to make sure that everyone watching me today has their spiritual need met. So if you would bow your heads with me and just listen as I give these opportunities for people to receive their spiritual need met in Jesus name. If you're watching me today and you have not experienced the born again experience. You have not given your heart to Jesus. You haven't become saved, as the Bible says. Then I have to let you know that this joy that we talked about, you don't have it yet. 
because this joy is given to born again believers. The Bible says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, etc. So you got to have the spirit of God in order to have the joy of the Lord. Okay. So I want to give you an opportunity today to give your heart and give your life to Jesus. Now, let me let you know, you do not have to get yourself together before you receive Jesus. All you need to recognize is that Jesus paid the price for your sins. Jesus paid the price for you to have a relationship with God. And so if you're watching me today and you have not experienced this born again experience that we're talking about, if you've not received Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you today. So if that's you, would you repeat this prayer uh, after me? Just say this, Father, I thank you for your love for me. I thank you that through that love, you sent your son Jesus. And Jesus, because he loves me, died for me. So Father, I now accept the finished work of Christ and I believe in my heart that you, God, raised Jesus from the dead. And I now confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. So, Father, I thank you that I'm now saved. I'm now a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, there's going to be an email that comes up. I want you to send me an email to connect at FCCINTL.org and let me know that you received Jesus for the very first time. Listen, we and I want to rejoice with you. I want to send you some information in the mail completely free of charge. I want to make sure that your walk with Christ gets started off on the right foot. So email me at connect at FCCINTL.org because I love to hear from you. Now, if, if you're here today and maybe you did receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior at some time in your life, but you're not living like, you're not living like you received him. You're not living like you're saved. For whatever reason, you've fallen away from God. Uh, but I have good news for you because God not only forgives us, God also restores us. So if that's you today, I want to be able to pray for you, for you to receive rededication in your life that you rededicate your life to the Lord and it's just real simple all you have to do is repent just say God I repent of falling away from you I turn now and I come back to you in Jesus name amen that's all it takes God God listen God will forgive you he'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness and I tell you what, you can get started back in your relationship with God um, today in this moment in Jesus' name. Praise God. Finally, if you are watching me and you're not connected with a local church and you sense a connection with my life as a pastor and maybe you've been watching our live stream broadcast for some time and you really like uh, what we're doing as a church and ministry, listen, you can connect with us. You can partner up with us. And uh, we'll, we will minister to you uh, through our iCampus. We'll minister to you uh, the best of our ability 
pray for you, keep you prayed up, praise God, pray over you, pray for your family, those kind of things. But our, our hope is that uh, you get connected to a local church in your area. But I understand if you don't feel connected to one now, you can connect with us until we can help you and point you in the right direction. Are you with me today? Praise God. So if you sense a connection and want to connect with us, again, send me an email, same email address. We love to hear from you. And listen, we'll take good care of you as a partner through our iCampus uh, outreach. Amen. Praise God. Listen, I pray that you are blessed today. Now, before we go, I do want to share a couple of more things with you, but I want to encourage you to uh, to give today. Okay, we're coming to you in a different format. Uh, the technology today has allowed us to do that. The Word of God still anointed. The Word of God still powerful. The Word of God still affecting your life. And so we want to give an opportunity to worship God through your giving today. Okay, so just because we're not together uh, physically, you can still uh, tithe. You can still give an offering. You can still sow a seed into the ministry of FCCI uh, on today. I want to encourage all of our partners that are watching, uh, that are faithful to uh, to to the to supporting the vision and assignment of FCCI, uh, that you give today uh, as well. On your screen now, you see a uh, an image that outlines. Uh, the ways that you can give. Now, of course, uh, we can't hand you an envelope today, uh, but you can give electronically. You can go to our website. The address is there on the screen and go to our secure giving page and you can give uh, that way. Or if you have a mobile device, you can text uh, text to give using the information there uh, on the screen. Whichever way uh, you decide to give on today, I want to say that we are most grateful and uh we're appreciative of your generosity uh, to the ministry. So uh, if you're watching on your mobile device and uh, you got to use that to text, as soon as we log off today, make sure you log on there and, uh, and text it. And so if you don't have that information now, uh, go ahead and write it down so you'll have it uh, later on. If you're watching uh, on the computer, just open up another browser, uh, go to our website, go to our secure giving page, and you can begin to work on that uh, even while I'm finishing up. Uh, the broadcast on the day. So I'm going to encourage you uh, to worship God uh, with your giving today. My wife, Dr. Wynn and I, we're going to we're going to uh, give today electronically, uh, just like I'm asking you to do, uh, because we always want to lead by example, because if we were in church today, uh, we will be giving. Even if we were on uh, vacation somewhere, uh, we would still be giving because that's our heart. And I know that that's your heart. Uh, that's the heart of many of you that are watching us today. So uh, give, support the ministry, uh, give your regular tithes and offerings, and sow a seed today. Uh, believe in God for that which you desire uh, in Jesus' name. And then finally, as we begin to uh, wrap this up on today, I want to share some brief announcements with you. I want to remind you that we're in our 21 days of prayer, 21 days of prayer from uh, January 7th through the 27th. We're uh, working on or we're intentional about spending time with God. Uh, in the word, in prayer, uh, so uh, as we start this new year of 2019 off right. So the theme is I've Got Joy. The scriptures for uh, this week will be coming out via social media this week. Those of you who picked up a prayer card last week, uh, those scriptures are available to you. Uh, so keep your eye out on so for social media or refer to your prayer card and, and get engaged. Listen, if you didn't start last week, 
Don't worry about it. Start today. Okay, start today. Get involved and get connected with our time of prayer on today. Tomorrow mornings, uh, tomorrow Monday mornings, we have uh, a, a weekly prayer call at 6 a.m. The information is there on your screen. You can take advantage of that with other people uh, joining up together. Jesus says where two or three are, are together, he is there in the midst. And so even on the, on the phone call, as you link up together and connect uh, and through prayer, I believe that Jesus is there uh, as well. Praise God. Also, this Friday, this Friday, January 18th, January 18th, my wife, Dr. Winnie, and I will be hosting our first Marriage God's Way for 2019. This is open to all married and engaged couples. And so the information is there on the screen. We'll be meeting at our location uh, here in Charlottesville, Virginia. So if you're married or engaged, uh, come be with us on Friday night. Invite another couple. Uh, bring them. We're going to have a great time discussion, discussing, <laughs> praise God, uh, marriage and how to take your marriage to another level. And listen, you do not have to have marriage troubles to come. Come because you always can sharpen your relationship with your spouse. Praise God. And then, of course, make sure that you're with us next Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. for another uh, encounter with God as we continue in this series of lessons on the joy of the Lord. Until then, you can join us on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. for our midweek service. We'd love to have you um, be a part of that as well. Listen, thank you so much for taking time to tune in. Uh, this broadcast uh, will uh, stay up on Facebook and YouTube, uh, so you can catch the replay if you didn't catch the whole thing. But I'm so grateful that you took some time to tune in today to this live stream. And my prayer is that this broadcast was a blessing to your life. Now remember, uh, you have the joy of the Lord. And so it's time for us not only to possess it, but to experience it in Jesus' name. Let's pray and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you go. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for everyone who viewed this broadcast on today. Thank you so much that you are working in their life and this will be the year of enjoyment for them. I thank you for everyone who responded to the appeals. I thank you that their life will never ever be the same in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that our lives are better because we live by faith. And so we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. And hey, stay if you're in Virginia, stay safe and stay warm in Jesus' name. Love you. God bless you.